This is Trivia for Kids, where it's not just for adults anymore. Hi, everybody. Hi. Thanks for joining us for the next episode of Trivia for Kids, the podcast. I'm Casey. And I'm Ren. And you're almost 10-year-old Ren, aren't you? Yes. Because your birthday is when? Happy almost birthday, Ren! I cannot believe you're going to be double digits. Oh, what happened to my little baby? Oh, I don't know what's happening. You still have Brooksy. I do still have Brooksy, that's true. But, oh, you're just not a little girl anymore. <laughs> you should see the eye roll I just got from Ren. <laughs> so are you excited for your birthday? Uh, Yes. It's not going to be the most exciting day, because why? You still have to go to school on your birthday. Mm -hmm. oh, I'm sorry. But it'll be a good day. You can celebrate with your classmates. What are you going to bring to school for your treat? Giant popsicles. Giant freeze pops. That'll be fun because it's supposed to be hot tomorrow. So yeah. I bet the kids are really going to like that, huh? Mm -hmm. Well, happy early birthday, Ren. I'm sure excited Thank to you. celebrate with you. So I wanted to explain a little bit to everyone about kind of how, because at the end of the show, we always say like, you know, send us a category or a joke idea to trivia for kids podcast at gmail.com, which is great. And everybody has been doing a really good job of doing that. And we have tons of, you know, um, ideas in the queue for episodes that are coming up, but I kind of want to explain how it works. So when you guys send me an email or a Facebook or Instagram message, I kind of make a big list of everybody who sent me ideas. And then as we're, as I'm getting ready to write new trivia, I look and see like, Oh, who has, you know, made requests and, and what were they? And how do certain things go together? And how does one idea go with this question or this joke? And so I, you know, kind of work then to build the episode based on as many different, you know, ideas as I can at once. So what happens, though, is that when the when the week comes out that we're going to have your joke or your idea or your question, I'll send your your mom or your dad or whoever sent in the email to me, I'll send them an email saying like, hey, this is the week. Do you want to put a picture on social media or do you want to shout out or something? So I will let you know in advance when your idea is going to be on the podcast. Because I know some people have been like, we've been checking every week and we've been waiting. Well, I'll let you know when it's coming because because sometimes um, depending on what it is, it might take a while to get on the show because our list is getting kind of long, which is great. But I don't want you to like, you know, lose hope that your idea is never going to be on there. It will. And I will let you know when it is. So I just wanted to let you know how that all kind of worked. And I talk really fast. So I'm sorry if people are lost. Are you lost, Ren? No. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. I feel like you quit listening. Are you ready for jokes? Yes. All right. The first joke comes, actually, they sent two jokes, comes from Venna and Laurel. Thank you, ladies. What do elves study in school? I don't know. The alphabet. <laughs> and their second joke was, we were trying to think of a carpentry pun, but we couldn't think of anything that would work. Do you get it? <laughs> I Woodwork. I get. I I read one of those and it's like 
we were trying to think of a construction joke, but we're still working on it. Oh, yeah, that one would that one would work too. All right, and the last joke is from listener Evelyn. Thanks, Evelyn. Thank you. What has four eyes but can't see? I have no idea. Mississippi. M I S S I P P I. Four oh. eyes. That was sort of a riddle and a joke combined. Yeah. All right. Should we get to some trivia? Yes. Let's go. Here's how the show works. Trivia for kids consists of five rounds with seven questions each. We will announce the answers at the end of each round. Each new round will have a different category. After the fifth round, we will have the final exam, which will test you on the toughest questions we have covered in the previous rounds. Everyone ready? Let's get started. Round number one. The category is owls. Thank you to listener Bess for this idea. Thanks, Bess. Question one, true or false? Owls have spherical eyeballs. Question two, how far can an owl rotate its head? 180 degrees? 270 degrees or 360 degrees. Question three. What do you call a group of owls? Question four. How does an owl kill its prey? Question five, what color are owl eggs? Question six, which fictional character has a pet owl named Hedwig? Question seven, true or false? Some owls are cannibals. And now the answers to round one. Question one, true or false? Owls have spherical eyeballs. False? It is false. Instead of spherical eyeballs, owls have eye tubes that extend deep into their skulls. As a result, their eyes are fixed in place, which means they have to turn their heads to see around them. It's sort of like they have binoculars in their yeah. head. Yeah. Yeah. Question two. How far can an owl rotate its head? 180 degrees? 270 degrees or 360 degrees? 180. The answer is 270 what? degrees. Uh. Owls have 14 neck vertebrae compared to seven in humans, which makes their necks more flexible. But it is a myth that they can rotate their heads 360 degrees. 
They can, however, turn their necks 135 degrees in either direction, which gives them 270 degrees of total movement. Bone adaptations, blood vessels with contractile reservoirs, and a supporting vascular network allow the owls to turn their heads that far without cutting off blood to their brain. Wait, 235? No, 270. Oh, so they can go they can go 135 this way, 135 this way. If they went 180 both ways, that would be 360 all the way around. But they can almost get there, just not quite. Question three. What do you call a group of owls? This is one of my favorites. I don't know. A parliament. I always think it's such a smart word. I love it because I think of smart or owls being smart and studious and they live in a group called a parliament. I love it. It's one of my favorites. Question four. Howl, howl. Howl does an owl kill its prey? Yes. Um, by swooping down at this cause, I don't know. Yes, by landing on it and crushing it with its talons. First, the owl crushes its prey to death with its strong talons. Then, depending on the size, it either eats the prey whole or rips it up. The owl's digestive tract processes the body and the parts that can't be digested, like fur and bones. Those are compacted into a pellet, which the owl later regurgitates or throws up. Oh, whoa, hello. (laughs) Just eats everything. And then somehow the stuff that it can't digest, its body turns it into a hard ball pellet thing. And then it throws it up. How interesting. That is very, I think that that's so cool. I think that's so weird. Question five. What color are owl eggs? Blue. No, I think of rabbit eggs. I don't know. They are white. The number of eggs laid by owls varies by species, but generally ranges from 1 to 12 eggs per clutch. The eggs are usually white or cream in color with a smooth surface and an elliptical shape. Elliptical. Kind of ovally. They look very similar to a chicken egg. Just a little different. Question six, which fictional, oh, I said question six, which, which fictional character has a pet owl named Hedwig? Hmm. Harry Potter. Question seven, true or false? Some owls are cannibals. True. It is true. Ah. Owls hunt other owls. Great horned owls are the top predator of the smaller barred owl. Oh. Wow. I didn't know that. Round number two. The category is TV shows by side character. I'll give you the side characters and you tell me the TV show. This category comes from listener Kennedy. Thanks, Kennedy. Question one. This question comes from the Johnson family. Thanks, everybody. Bill, Remy, Chip Whistler, Gloria. Question two. Calypso, Indy, the Terriers, 
Uncle Stripe. Question three. This question comes from listeners David, Shalom, Zvi, and Jonathan. Thanks, boys. Mom, Dr. Doofenshmirtz, Perry the Platypus, Isabella. Question four. Katie, Carlos, Farmer Yumi, Alex Porter. Question five. Thanks to listener Evelyn for this idea. Pandy Paws, DJ Catnip, Pillow Cat, Baby Box. Question six. Telly, Bert, Abby, Slimy. Question seven. Thanks to Venna and Laurel for this one. Thanks, girls. Wendy, Candy Chew, Grunkle Stan, Sheriff Blubs. Round two answers. Question one. Bill, Remy, Chip Whistler, Gloria. Big City Greens. That is the answer, Big City Greens. Poor Chip Whistler. He loses, he chips a tooth every episode or every episode he's in. You haven't seen the oh, that's... of Chip That's right. After he chips his tooth, then he has like a, when he says his S's, he whistles. Chip Whistler. That's clever. (laughs) Question two. Calypso, Indy, the Terriers, and Uncle Stripe. Bluey. The answer is Bluey. There's a, I was looking when I was writing the side characters. There's a lot of side character dogs in Bluey. Yes. A lot of them. But when I'd heard of when I heard Calypso and Indy, those were two that I'm like, okay, I know those. Question three. Mom, Dr. Doofenshmirtz, Perry the Platypus, and Isabella. Um, 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 Phineas and Ferb. Phineas and Ferb. I was gonna say Perry the Platypus. So I was like, well, that's one of the questions. Nope. Question four. Katie, Carlos, Farmer Yumi, Alex Porter. That would be uh, um, Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol. Which one gave it away for you? Farmer, Farmer Yumi. No, wait, no, wait. Say all of them again. Katie Carlos, Farmer Yumi, Alex Porter. Alex Porter. Oh. Question five. Pandy Paws, DJ Catnip, Pillow Cat, Baby Box. I have no clue. These are from Gabby's Dollhouse. Oh, that's why I don't know them. Question six. Telly, Bert, Abby, Slimy. You don't know? Telly, Bert? Oh, is it from Sesame Street? Sesame Street! Question seven. Wendy, Candy Chew, 
Grunkle Stan, Sheriff Blubs. <laughs> what is it? It's Gravity Falls. It's Gravity Falls. <laughs> Round number three. The category is U.S. Presidents. Thank you to listener Juniper for this idea. Thanks, Juniper. Question one. What does the S in Ulysses S. Grant stand for? Question two. Who was the first president with a beard? Question three. What illness left Franklin D. Roosevelt paralyzed from the waist down? Question four. Calvin Coolidge is the only U.S. president to be born on what day of the year? Question five. John Tyler holds the record number at 15, having the most what? Question six. Teddy Roosevelt was partially blind in one eye due to what sport? Question seven. Which president, who is pictured on U.S. currency, was involved in an estimated 100 duels? Round number three answers. Question one. What does the S in Ulysses S. Grant stand for? Um, I have no idea. It doesn't stand for anything. His actual name was Hiram Ulysses Grant. However, they messed up his name on his acceptance into military school. And when he protested, they basically said, tough, and made him keep the name Ulysses S. Grant. Ironically, the S in Harry S. Truman does not stand for anything either. <laughs> so we have two presidents that both have a middle initial of S that they kind of go by, and the S in both of their names doesn't stand for anything. That's crazy. Question two. Who was the first president with a beard? Abe? It was Abe Lincoln. A few weeks before Abraham Lincoln was elected president of the United States, 11-year-old Grace Bedell sent him a letter urging him to grow a beard to improve his appearance. Lincoln responded on October 19, 1816, making no promises. However, within a month, he grew a full beard. Wow. So would you ever send a letter to the president telling him, hey, you need to grow some hair so that you look better? Uh, no. Yeah, no. Question three. What illness left Franklin D. Roosevelt paralyzed from the waist down. 
I don't know. He had polio. While the Roosevelts were vacationing in August of 1921, he fell ill and was diagnosed with polio. Although he was left permanently paralyzed from the waist down, Roosevelt convinced many people that he was improving, which he believed to be essential prior to running for public office again. He laboriously taught himself to walk short distances by swiveling his torso while wearing iron braces and supporting himself with a cane. Question 4. Calvin Coolidge is the only president to be born on what day of the year? May 24th. The 4th of July. Although Calvin Coolidge is the only U.S. president to be born on the 4th of July, three of our presidents, Thomas Jefferson, John Adams, and James Monroe, all died on the 4th of July. Whoa. Whoa. First I thought you said Calvin Coolidge, and I was like, Calvin <laughs> Coolidge is a president? Calvin Coolidge is a place, not a president, Mom. Question five. John Tyler holds the record number at 15. Having the most what? I have no idea. U.S. congressman. I guess I can guess. He had 15 kids. Oof, duh. <laughs> Question six. Teddy Roosevelt was partially blind in one eye due to what sport? Um, tennis. Boxing. He was punched in the eye while sparring, causing him to go partially blind in his left eye. Whoa. Yeah. Dangerous. Question seven. Which president, who is pictured on U.S. currency, was involved in an estimated 100 duels? A duel is like when they would stand back to back and then walk away from each other and then He's turn around and shoot at each other. He's done 100 duels? Yes. Oh. What was the question? Which president has been in over a hundred duels? And the hint was that he's also on money. I have no idea. George Washington. I know. Andrew Jackson. Who was on the $20 bill? Did he die on the last one? In 1806, he was shot in the chest during one of these duels. And since the bullet could not be removed, he lived with it in his chest and it caused him lifelong pain. He never died from a duel. But back, I was reading about it because I thought that was so interesting. Like, how are you in 100 duels and you were still alive? But back in those days, they used duels to to figure out everything. You know, like, oh, you crossed in front of me on the street. We are going to have a duel. Yep, over 100 of them. That's cr- Yeah, that is dumb. I agree. What happened to, in trouble a lot. What happened to just, like, talking it out? Yeah, being like, or like setting... Or, like, sending them to, like, court or something. Right. You don't need to try and kill each other. Right. Thankfully, things have come a long way since then. Thankfully. <laughs> Round four. The category is bones. Thank you to Soul for this idea. Thanks. Question one. Are there more bones in a human hand or a human foot? Question two. What is the strongest bone of the human skeleton? Question three. There is only one bone in the human body that is not connected to another bone. 
Where is it located? Question four. What is it called where two bones meet or connect? Question five. What is a medical condition in which the bones become brittle and fragile from a loss of tissue? Question six. The spongy material inside a bone is called what? Question seven. What is said to be the weakest bone in the human body? And now the round four answers. Question one. Are there more bones in the human hand or the human foot? I'm sorry. As she points and counts in her hand. <laughs> and. The answer is hand. There are 27 bones in your hand and 26 bones in your feet. I only counted 19. <laughs> Question two. What is the strongest bone of the human skeleton? Uh, the skull. The femur or thigh bone. So that, that big bugger right there. Why? Because it's thick and long. Oh, I was going to say skull because that protects more stuff than your thigh bone. Well, it does protect more stuff, but your thigh bone's stronger. So if somebody's going to hit you in the head, stick your leg up real high and cover it with your thigh bone. <laughs> Question three. There is only one bone in the human body that is not connected to another bone. Where is it located? Hip. It's located... Well, it's kind of, it's in your throat, but if you said in your mouth or in your tongue, you could count that too. It's called the hyoid. It's a V-shaped bone located at the base of your tongue. So it's sort of in, yeah, it's sort of like in your throat, tongue, mouth area back there. I had never heard of that bone before. Question four. What is it called where two bones meet or connect? I should know this by now. I have no idea. A joint. Oh, oh seriously, Red, you couldn't even notice that. The biggest joint in your body is your knee. What? What's another, name another joint. Elbow. Elbow, good one. You got another one? Shoulder. Okay, how about ankle? Yeah, that's what's There right. you go. Question five, what is a medical condition in which the bones become brittle and fragile from a loss of tissue. Osteoporosis. Have you ever heard of that? Yes. It is typically as a result of hormonal changes or deficiency of calcium or vitamin D. Question six. The spongy material inside of a bone is called what? Tissue. Bone marrow. Marrow acts as a factory producing red blood cells to carry oxygen to all parts of the body. Every second, marrow manufactures 2 million red blood cells. 
Question seven. What is the weakest bone in the human body? Um, I'm guessing where people break it the most. Which would be where? Arm. The answer is the clavicle or collarbone. Because it is a tiny bone which runs horizontally across your breastbone and collarbone, it is simple to shatter. I never hear anyone say, oh, I broke my collarbone. I never hear him say, oh, I broke my leg. Oh, I broke my arm. Oh, I broke my hip. Oh, I... Your grandma broke her collarbone. She did. Lucy broke her collarbone in basketball. Oh. Oh, there's a couple. Round five. The category is video games. Question one. Thanks to listeners Daniel and Sage for this idea. Thanks, boys. What is Link's primary weapon in The Legend of Zelda? Question two. What 1985 video game begins with a planned departure from Independence, Missouri? Question three. Thanks to Flynn for this idea. Thanks, Flynn. Making his debut in 1990's Super Mario World, what is the name of the enemy-eating, egg-throwing green dinosaur who serves as a sidekick to Mario and Luigi in the Mario franchise? Question four. What third-person shooter video game developed by Nintendo was first released in 2015 and features characters known as Inklings that can transform between human and squid-like forms? Question five. This question comes from listener Nolan. Thank you, Nolan. What is the tower defense game where the player selects a team of unlockable cats to defeat enemies in order to protect their base? Question six. Blathers is the name of the nocturnal museum curating owl in which series of Nintendo video games? Question seven. What video game came with the Nintendo Entertainment System when it was released in the 1980s and it was meant to be played with the NES Zapper Gun? It shared a cartridge with Super Mario Brothers. Round five answers. Question one. What is Link's primary weapon in The Legend of Zelda? The Master Sword, also known as the Blade of Evil's Bane. Once he obtains it, the sword makes Link much stronger in combat so that the player has greater capability to defeat the main bad guy at the end of the game. 
Have you ever played Zelda? No. No. Question two. What 1985 video game begins with a planned departure from Independence, Missouri? I played this at Grandma's house. Let me think. Oregon Trail? The Oregon Trail. I don't know why I when I say this game, I say Oregon. But if I'm going to say the state name, I say Oregon. I don't know why I say it differently. This game, for I'm sure a lot of you it's parents... Boring. What? For I'm sure a lot of you parents out there was like the epitome of elementary school like this is what we played because computers were very at the beginning of their time and this oregon trail game was everything i thought it was i thought it was a boring at grandma's house because all you do is like oh no you ran into a river you better rebuild your 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 boat you broke a wheel you broke an axle everybody's starving to death Ruth's got dysentery. Tommy's got typhoid. <laughs> like it was. Oh, but it was so good. I loved it. Question three. Making his debut in 1990s Super Mario World, what is the name of the enemy-eating, egg-throwing green dinosaur who serves as a sidekick to Mario and Luigi in the Mario franchise? Yoshi. His name is Yoshi, and he's my favorite. I think he is adorable. Question four. What third-person shooter video game developed by Nintendo was first released in 2015 and features characters known as Inklings that can transform between human and squid-like forms? The game is called Splatoon. Oh, I should have known that. Have you played that before? No. Oh. Question five. What is the tower defense game where players select a team of unlockable cats <laughs> to defeat enemies in order to protect their base? I play this on Friv. What's it called? Um, it's what called, like, Battle Cats. Battle Cats, yeah. The gameplay involves sending the roster of cats onto a 2D battlefield to defend the cat base and defeat the enemy's corresponding base. So you have played Battle Cats before. I'd never well, heard of it. Well, uh, this is tech. I've heard of Battle Cats. This is tech on Friv. It's technically like copy of Battle oh, Cats. Oh, like a knockoff? Sure. Yeah. Question six. Blathers is the name of the nocturnal museum curating owl in what series of Nintendo video games? Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. Have you played this one? We don't have uh -huh. this game. Question seven. What video game came with the Nintendo Entertainment System when it was released in the late 1980s and was meant to be played with the NES Zapper Gun? It shared a cartridge with Super Mario Brothers. Deer Hunt? Duck Hunt! Oh, I, I had the right idea! Yeah, so when I got this, the Nintendo for the first time for Christmas when I was a kid, it came with... Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt. So you'd shoot the ducks, and then if you missed, there was a little hunting dog that would come up and he would laugh at you if you missed the ducks. And then I, and then you could either hunt ducks or you could shoot clay pigeons or clay targets on that game. Oh, so fun. And I would always put the put the gun right at the TV so that I couldn't miss. And then my dad would say, like, you gotta sit back. <laughs> And now, it's time for the final exam. Now remember, you've heard these questions in the previous rounds. 
but these were the hardest ones we've had. So use your memory and try to think back to what the answers are. Question one, what is a group of owls called? Parliament. Question two, what is the weakest bone in the human body? The clavicle or collarbone. Question three, what illness left Franklin D. Roosevelt paralyzed from the waist down? Polio. Question four. What 1985 video game begins with a planned departure from Independence, Missouri? Oregon Trail. Question five. Which president who is pictured on U.S. currency was involved in an estimated 100 duels? Andrew Jackson. Question six. How far can an owl rotate its head? 270 degrees. Question seven. What is a medical condition in which the bones become brittle and fragile from a loss of tissue? Osteoporosis. Well... Thank you for listening. Today is your last day as a nine-year-old. I just want to take a good look at you. (laughs) Make sure I remember this face forever. Nine-year-old run. (laughs) No more single digits. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited for you. I feel like every age is a fun age when it comes to being a parent. So I bet 10 will be just as fun as nine was. I bet it will. I think. All right. Happy early birthday, Ren. Thank you. Have a good week, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. See ya. Please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Trivia for Kids Podcast. And if you have a question idea or even an entire category, please email us at Trivia for Kids Podcast at gmail.com.